I'm Jesse, And I'm Stephanie. We are two Arizona realtors who have built multi-million dollar businesses using only social media. And now we're bringing you our best kept secrets and social strategies to grow your small business online. So grab your coffee and a notebook and let's dive into Socially Modern. Hey guys, welcome back to the Socially Modern podcast. We are really excited for today's episode topic. Today, we're going to talk about your first 30 days as a real estate agent. So first thing, this episode is going to pair really nicely with the your first five episodes as a as a new agent episode. Posts. What did I say? Episodes of the episodes. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> your first five good. posts as a new agent. So make sure you go listen to that one when you're finished here because these are going to go hand in hand. Absolutely. Okay. So let's just like paint the picture. You have your license complete and you've gone through all of the initial startup of the real estate business, right? At least legally speaking. Mm -hmm. Um, So often as a new agent, you're feeling that initial ramp up uh, to become a licensed realtor. You're full of excitement likely and you're ready to hit the ground running. But then when all is said and done and you've hurried, right, to finish your classes, get your tests passed, and pick the very best brokerage that you possibly can, you suddenly feel kind of like this churning pit in your stomach of what the heck do I do now? So suddenly everything feels like you're at a standstill, and we totally get that. Mm -hmm. A lot of agents feel that. We've all been there. (laughs) Now, you might have a team who is coaching you kind of through some of the initial processes of how to get your business going. Um, I honestly didn't realize as a new agent how much of my time would be spent on the business building portion, like marketing and capturing leads so that I could turn them into actual clients and use some of this legal jargon and contract writing that I just learned while I was in real estate school. I really just wanted to get going, like give me all the clients. (laughs) Well, I will say it's time to walk before you run. So let's dig into your first 30 days. Okay. Starting off with social media. We're big proponents of Instagram. So a lot of what we're going to talk about is in regards to Instagram, but this can translate into any other platform. I think the first thing is like picking what platforms you want to use. For me, I like using Instagram and TikTok, primarily Instagram, a little bit less on TikTok, but we have agents in the collective that utilize YouTube, that utilize Facebook, that also utilize Instagram. So kind of pick and choose what platforms you want to go off of. But speaking primarily about Instagram, this is going to include things like writing your bio, picking a profile photo, setting up your links so people can find you off the app, adding your contact information so that people can email you (laughs) or something, and making sure that you have like a creator or professional business account so that you can take advantage of all the features that Instagram has to offer. Absolutely. I mean, before you jump into social media and start posting, you have to have all of these things set up, right? These are these are the top pieces to start with. I always tell all of our collective ladies that it will help so much to have your tools in place prior to having clients walk through the door because otherwise your workflow and your client onboarding is messy And it's honestly a huge pain in the butt for you after the fact. You're like scrambling. Mm -hmm. So get your profile in order. 
keep your bio to the point, short and sweet. Um, you can go and give episode 28 a listen on how to write a killer IG bio. That will help you as well. But mm-hmm. you have to get these these little things kind of just out of the way in your first 30 days. Yeah, it, it really is just like super nice getting it out of the way because like you said, you're not scrambling later on and it doesn't feel like it's a giant task that you have to, oh crap, I have to you know, rewrite my Instagram bio or I have to do all this stuff because when you're in a state of overwhelm, it feels like it's a giant task when it's really not. So let's just get it out of the way to begin with and then move forward. <laughs> get everything in there. Okay, number two thing that you could be doing right now, um, daily schedule and content schedule. So these can be things like planning out your day, your week, your month ahead of time, um, utilizing time blocking, even if you've never done this before, we're going to talk about it, uh, and decide how many days you want to post per week, right? Like what is your content schedule? Yeah, I I'm really big on the content schedule, but I mean, whether you're jumping into real estate as a full-time agent or a part-time agent, we talk with a lot of people who are both, you know, either, I mean, either or not both. You can't be a full-time and a part-time agent. (laughs) I should have phrased that differently, but whether you're jumping into real estate as a full-time agent or a part-time agent, honestly, just creating some type of schedule is going to be really helpful for you. Whether you are like working in the nooks and crannies between like your other job if you're working another job or whether you're taking time in the evenings or weekends to work this job as a real estate agent like creating some type of schedule is going to be very helpful so I mean we've all had those days where things just keep coming up and before we know it the day is gone but a schedule and sometimes a to-do list really helps keeps us rooted for when we do get distracted Uh, For me, I'm really big on the to-do list part because I have a tendency to sometimes wander off. I'll just get on social media and start scrolling and and get distracted that way. Or maybe I took a break for lunch and then now I'm coming back and I need to like kind of refocus. Like my to-do list really brings me back and, and helps me keep being productive And then in regards to just the content plan or schedule, let's be real, it's hard to be consistent when you don't have an ideal number of posts you're trying to make each week. Having a plan makes it so much easier to stick to. Absolutely. I mean, when I started as a new real estate agent, I was kind of flailing. I had kind of a mild schedule I kept, but nothing really set in stone. I mean, I didn't want to be super tied down. That was kind of the whole point of being an entrepreneur in my mind, you know, freedom. But just like the saying goes, if you treat your business like a hobby, you'll get paid like a hobby, right? Mm -hmm. Treat your business like a business and you'll be paid like a business owner, a CEO. Yep. So it took me years, honestly, to find a good groove and The schedule has honestly evolved and evolved as my business has grown, but I wish I knew what I know now. Yeah. (laughs) Hindsight, that whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely do yourself a favor and start using just some of the amazing free tools that we have access to in our digital age. Google Calendar is one of my very best friends, very fond of Google Calendar. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I even tell my husband anymore, I'm like, if it's not on the calendar, it's it's not happening. I put right. Every, it's so true. I put everything in my calendar and I block certain parts of my day for things like home life, working out, office time, calls, lead generation to content planning and scheduling, right? 
So I kind of always have like a general groove of the day and then I fill in the blanks. I would say put everything in there as a new agent and you're probably like, well, I don't have a ton going on just yet, but you can put blocks in there for mm-hmm. your for your day to day. And honestly, when it comes time to like relax in the evenings or go to bed, you're going to feel so much better because you're going to be like, OK, I accomplished X, Y, and Z. I did my task list today. I would have anxiety when I went to bed sometimes because I was like, shoot, did I do all of that? Or, oh, I remember this. And it was because I was just unorganized and I didn't keep a good plan of action for my day. And I didn't keep a to-do list like Jesse was saying. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And you can get in that habit now. And then when you are a little bit busier, have more clients, more business going on, you're already in that habit. So you're not having to build your habit on top of Trying to maintain your business. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. So this next one is you need to start developing a sphere of influence list and your database. Mm -hmm. So this can include things like creating a spreadsheet. You can go through your phone contacts to write everybody down, right? Or you can go to your Facebook list or your Instagram, whatever it is. Maybe you were in corporate world like Jesse was before. Maybe you had a lot of contacts even from your last job. Mm -hmm. Maybe you were a teacher. All of those people are people that you should absolutely be putting in your sphere of influence. So, you know, just basic things. Name, phone number, email. Maybe you have their address. If you don't, then cool. A good time to ask for that is around Christmas time. (laughs) Yeah. Christmas (laughs) Christmas cards. cards. Life hack. Send out Christmas cards and then you can casually ask for people's addresses. You can ask for everyone's address. It's not creepy. And no one bats an eye. (laughs) Yeah. So we kind of spoke about the whole database thing going through your sphere of influence in episode 51 recently. So if you do this up front as a new agent, it really becomes a lot easier to keep a handle on it later on. I'm sure Stephanie can speak from experience on this because she never had a client tracker until last year when I introduced it to her. But it was one of the things for me, the reason why my client tracker and like my database kind of came about is because I didn't know how to keep track of everybody following up, like following up with people. How the hell am I supposed to remember how to follow up with people if I don't have all of their information laid out? And then it gives me a place to really to dump it all. And then I don't have to get anxiety or think about it or be like, crap, did I remember to call so-and-so or what was the situation with so-and-so because it's all in like my spreadsheet. Right. No, the spreadsheet has definitely been a game changer. (laughs) I will say this. I may not have had a spreadsheet. I had a loose plan of action. Okay. Here's my creative side. (laughs) I had many notebooks. Yeah, your notebooks. I would have to have to figure out which notebook had that client's. notes in it (laughs) okay you laugh but I just I was never in corporate America hey it worked for you and it worked in the moment but as my business got crazier and busier it was stressful and I saw Jesse's cool little spreadsheet and I was like hey hey come over here with that thing (laughs) and you come and you come and sit down right here and you give me one of those because I think I need that Mm -hmm. so anyways you, I have felt the pain seriously of not keeping a good database. Um, I just honestly didn't have a clue how to do it. Right. Uh, I had joined a team in the early stages of my career and my database that they told me to use was their CRM, like right. most agents, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I just did what I was told. I didn't create my own system and I really should have. This is your sign, new agents. Yeah. Keep your friends, your family, and even your clients, ones that you have 
brought to your business, right? Um, as you grow, you want to keep your own running list. You don't want to put this into somebody else's CRM, all mm-hmm. right? Unless it's your CRM that you're paying for, keep it in your own. Yep. But you want to continue to keep this list active, keep them in touch with you, um, keep you in touch with them, I should say. But now keeping a good database that I own, it is so crucial and important to me. I can include them in things like newsletters, mailings, pop buys, and really anything that's relationship focused. Um, Because what am I building? I'm building a relationship-based business. Mm -hmm. So mic drop. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Well, like that was one thing that I learned when I left my first team was I used like their email, like they created an email address for me. And uh, exactly that. I put all of my leads in their CRM. So when I left, guess what I didn't take with me? Any of those leads, they all got left behind. And so that was kind of my clue to create just a simple Google spreadsheet with everybody's information. And I have a separate email that will that I own that I will take with me wherever I go. I don't plan on going anywhere, but at the time, you, just want you know, to own your your friends, your family. It's your information. It is. Absolutely. So, all right, cool. Moving into the next one, which is like defining your brand. So within your first 30 days as an agent, you want to define your brand. And what that means is determining who your ideal client is. And we have our ideal client worksheet, which we will include in the show notes for you. So you can go sign up for that, get a copy of that. Um, And this also kind of ties into, so if you had to sum up your life into a few things, like what would they be? What are kind of the main pillars or aspects of your life that kind of ultimately defines your brand? Maybe it's for me, it's fitness and, you know, for you, it might be home decor or renovation, or maybe you like Stephanie's a homeschooler, things like that. Also, like, what are your favorite colors? You know, do you tend to prefer more like floral boho vibes like Stephanie, or are you more like me and you're more modern? Like (laughs) I'm using us as an example, but you guys get what I'm saying. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what that all entails there. Absolutely. And this is where my creative side just like loves, just like singing to create and build a brand. You really do, like Jesse was saying, you want to dig into what your personal vibe, your personal look is. So if you are somebody who loves to wear all black, like don't go against the grain. Mm -hmm. Don't say, oh, I need to have like, you know, a different vibe. Like, no, that's fine. That's your vibe. Go with it. Go with with what's comfortable for you. So um, this is honestly how you're going to create more brand recognition across all of your online platforms. Yep. Uh, once you have this dialed into, it makes content creation, I have to say, so much easier. And it's faster in the long run. Um, you can actually use the brand kit in Canva if we're big Canva users. And you can throw your colors, throw your branding and everything in there. So again, you're not reinventing the wheel each and every single time that you want to share a piece of knowledge through maybe a shareable graphic. Everything from your posts, your listing signs, your newsletters, your pop buys, they all have a theme. And your clients will start, they'll start to recognize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And you guys do not skip this step. Uh, this step is truly building the foundation on which your business is going to thrive on. If you don't know who your ideal client is, then you don't have a business. You have a hobby. (laughs) 
Like people don't invent products without an end user in mind. So as a service-based business, we should absolutely be thinking the same way and don't fall into the trap of thinking that like what you choose now, whether it's your brand or your ideal client is how it will be forever because it won't, you know, your business and your brand, your ideal client, all of that stuff is going to change throughout time. Just like humans change throughout Mm -hmm. time but the important thing is just getting something started right now okay last but not least it's not last oh it's not psych (laughs) we're not even no we still have like a couple more things oh you guys are in man all right okay so this next one are kind of like content posts so having ideas to hook leads some brain dumps like scheduling content um you can use our like 10 minute brainstorming exercise to create a list of topic ideas that you can post about to appeal to your ideal client so again this is why knowing your ideal client is so important but you just set a timer for 10 minutes and you think of any and all questions that someone in your ideal client space might ask and those are all content ideas for you Absolutely. And you may not know what they're going to ask, but Google is your best friend too if you're a newbie. Since Google. this is <laughs> to a lot of our newbie agents. Yeah, go and Google, you know, just even basic questions and it will actually populate other questions. Yeah. That are frequently the autofill. Asked. So yep. that's a good little tip for you. But when you're a brand new agent, all you want right now are clients. I, mm-hmm. I, I hear this all the time. I have said this. Jesse has said clients. this. Yeah. Like we all do. But don't fail to remember that you're building a business and it takes time. And we've said this before, so we'll say it again. But everything that you do today will generate business in the next 30, 60, 90 days. Okay, so since we work in escrow periods, we are always working in at least the next 30 days. And after a while, I'm not kidding you, your mind will eventually always think a month ahead of time. So like, <laughs> it's I, true. It, okay, so I do this. Yeah. Chase will be like, no, it is. I'll be like, oh, it's already like end of February. And he's like, no, it's not. It's end of January. And I'm like, well... Yeah, but all my, any closings that I'm going to have are end of February at this point. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Whatever yep. month I'm in. Yep. You know, and so you're always going to be thinking now in that like 30, 60, 90 day mindset. So anyways, side note. <laughs> but to get leads, you need to use your ideal client's pain points. Okay. I know that you're like, all right, well, how do I do this right now? So this is, I'm giving you a little hint. You need to use your ideal client's pain points to put that out in your marketing Mm -hmm. and to gain leads, right? And you need to have some type of call to action then to collect leads, Mm -hmm. all right? You also need to share more about how you help people and why you're the person to go to. So you may also be thinking like, well, I'm not very experienced yet and I'm kind of afraid to put myself out there. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Like, trust me, we have all been there. We have all started somewhere, but you do need to dig in deep and remind yourself that your friends, your family, and those random followers more than likely aren't sitting over there thinking about you all day long and hoping that you fail. Like, that's just not what people are doing, okay? Mm -hmm. And if you do have somebody over there hoping that you fail, like, who wants that kind of energy around them? Anyways, so leave. But most everybody that I see, right, when I'm out and about on the social media world, if I see a friend start a new business or enter into a new line of work, I am so freaking happy for them. And I hope they see success and passion, honestly, the same way that I feel in my business. Mm -hmm. So anytime that I can support a friend's business, I absolutely try to. So just remind yourself of that, that you 
are the person to go to. Your friends and family can trust you. They know you like you and trust you anyways. Get out there and just kind of dig in. Go to Google. Go to some different um, market updates. Go to broker meetings so that you can start hearing the lingo and talking real mm-hmm. estate. And think, and and you kind of have to think also that you've already gone through real estate school. The common person doesn't know that kind of stuff. Right. So you already, even if you were to just simply tell somebody, oh yeah, the first step to buying a house is getting pre-qualified. They didn't know that before and now they do. So in their eyes, you are an expert. So don't ever think that you're too inexperienced to share information because you're not. There were so many times that I was, maybe I was in my first transaction or you know, reading about something within real estate and I would just go on stories and I would talk about one little tiny detail, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, which to me was like, oh, this is such common knowledge. But at the end of the day, I would end up with messages and people asking me questions or wanting to know more information about things because, again, it wasn't common knowledge. And I was like, Ugh, hit me over the head with that. Like, yeah. <laughs> make sure that you're sharing some of the things that you think are common knowledge. Because it's most likely not. It's most likely not. (laughs) Yeah. So speaking of connecting with your brokers and stuff, moving into some other things you can do within your first 30 days is just like being on broker trainings, mentor trainings. Um, It's highly likely that your team or your brokers or mentors have some type of training going on, at least on a weekly basis that you could plug into, you know, so find that schedule and add them to your calendar. I will say, though, keep in mind that spending several hours on learning contracts is great, but it won't help you yield any business. And in your first 30 days as a real estate agent, all you're thinking about is how I can get clients. How can I get clients? How can I get clients? Well, sitting in a two hour contract writing class is not going to help you get clients. Spoiler alert. So you have to find that balance between learning how to actually lead Jen and move that needle in your business and how to go through a transaction. There's a balance. (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I said this earlier, but you are going to realize really quick (laughs) how much time you're about to spend on marketing to get clients and then client onboarding, right? Mm -hmm. Getting people pre-qualified and getting them through the, the next steps, the next process. That's the focus and most of the time it's going to be it's actually going to be like the main what am I to say time time (laughs) of your business right now and honestly that's still a really big chunk of my time Mm -hmm. even spent you know five six years later like that's just what you're going to be doing yep you will never ever stop wanting to grow your business like you just don't take the time to know things in your industry take market update classes so that you hear the real estate lingo like I was saying and then you can turn around and explain things that you've learned like in posts or in passing you can talk about pain points you can help people with things but Make sure that you know how to use your systems. Like, that's important. Ultimately, like Jesse was saying, some good lead gen classes. Go to those things like that your brokers or mentors or whoever is putting on because those are going to be so helpful. And so honestly, like it lights a fire under my butt. Yep. So go to those things. You you almost get inspired. You really do. By them for sure. Okay. Now we're on the last one. (laughs) Now we're on the last one. Not jumping the gun anymore. Okay. Another thing is... Just getting, creating and ordering your listing signs, business cards, thank you cards, hello cards, like basically any and all of your print marketing. And earlier we had mentioned the brand kit in Canva. Well, 
if you followed our advice and you have that set up in your Canva account, you can now easily create print marketing material like all of this stuff. Uh, and, and Canva will print it and ship it to you. Like it's super easy. It's kind of a one-stop shop and it's really Mm -hmm. nice, you know, so you can go in and create like I said, your business cards, thank you cards, listing signs, like if your broker or team will allow you to. I know some some brokerages, some teams don't allow you to create your own listing signs, but ours does. So that's nice. <laughs> that's why we speak on it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but if I'm being honest, like this step isn't necessarily going to generate you business right away. It's not a lead generation activity, but it's one of those things that's just nice to have out of the way so you don't have to scramble later on. Um, and last year, actually, within the collective, we had a bunch of us who actually either designed or redesigned our listing signs and ordered them through a local sign printer as a way of trying to manifest more listings into our businesses. So you're welcome to kind of think of it that way as well. The thank you cards are also nice to have on hand because you can include them with your client closing gifts like right from the start and you're not you're not behind the eight ball, basically. I'm also <laughs> that person that cannot stand sending an email without like a cute email signature. Like I will not just sign an email with Jesse Lockhart. No. No way. No way. Um, so I have to create that right away. Like I will go to compose an email and see that the email signature is missing. And then I will immediately go and open Canva and like use the the business card template Mm -hmm. or something and just create something and throw it in there. So (laughs) email signature is a good one to have too. Oh, absolutely. I love that you mentioned that. (laughs) I'm in the same way. Um, But also just going off of like the listing signs area. So maybe this is not in budget yet and that's okay. Like Jesse was saying, you can totally manifest this um, and instead just like create it and design it. I have waited to order listing signs um, until I could afford to do that. We do have a local Mm -hmm. company here in Arizona and they're so quick, like 24 hour turnaround. So when I had a listing, I would just send it off to be printed. So I always tell my agents like design your sign now and have it ready, even if you're not going to pay for one to be printed right away. But yeah, get those business cards done, get them out of the way. Make some cute cards to send your database in your sphere. The hello cards. The thank you cards are great to have, but definitely make some hello cards. I actually just made some that I'm really excited to send out just to some of my database. You know what I mean? For birthdays mm-hmm. or engagements, whatever, whatever it is. Um, those cards are just great to have on hand. But maybe you see your distant friend, like I just said, had a baby or got engaged. Like that's a great time to send it. You're in the business of relationships and cultivating them. Mm -hmm. This is your top priority. So you want to make sure that you're touching base with these people. That's a smart idea. It's a really smart idea. So anyways, this is like just such a good episode to help you with your first 30 days. So you don't feel like you're flailing. Mm -hmm. Maybe you have some other things that you're working on, but we hope that these tips were helpful and you know, Hey, go and get it. We're rooting for you. Bye guys. Thanks for listening to Socially Modern. Interested in partnering with us on our nationwide real estate team? Check the show notes of this episode to schedule a call with one of us to learn more. Make sure to follow us on Instagram for all the latest updates on the show at Socially Modern. You can also follow me, Stephanie, at Hey Stephanie Mainville. And me, Jessie, at Miss Jessie Lockhart. We hope you have a great day and we'll see you next week.